Welcome back to the Better Men, Better Ball Player podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. I want to thank you for joining us here on our 100th episode, the Century Mark episode, and a great guy to kick off our Century episode, the 100th episode, which is really crazy to think about, 100 weeks, been at it with the podcast, is head coach, legendary coach Chan Brown from Parkview High School in Georgia. It's his 19th year. Coach Brown has been there 19 years now, 18th year as a head coach. He's the 2018 Hall of Fame class of the Georgia Dugout Club. He's been the Georgia Dugout in 2021. He was a Dugout Club Ethics Award winner. But in his tenure at Parkview, listen to this. In his tenure at Parkview, they won three national championships, six Georgia State championships, 12 regional championships during his time there. He's had 14 guys drafted in his time there. He's had over 200 players going to college as in his 19 years that he's been at Parkview. Incredible coach, incredible history, and like he mentions in the podcast, it's been an tr- incredible tradition at Parkview. He's been only one of two coaches in Parkview's history. So incredible tradition there at Parkview. We touch base about that. We touch base about his, his developmental program, how he's getting guys from 8U, working them, working his system, how he's educating them, educating their parents getting people bought into the system, bought into his family atmosphere, and then getting into like his situation with the school and how he kind of runs the school uh, with his baseball class uh, and the things that they're doing each day throughout the year, along with you know the lessons that he's trying to teach his kids beyond the game, how he talks about don't get lost in the game, don't let the scoreboard run you. Such a valuable piece of advice he gives throughout the episode. And you can just tell throughout the episode he just – he has such a bigger picture of, of this game. And uh, he dives into a couple little things about his defensive series and how he's playing catch play, uh, and what, he doing, what, is it, what he's doing everyday practice. But at the same time, he's talking about how he several times talked about the, play, the, the person, the student, the teammate, and the player will take care of itself. Mentioned it a handful of times. So uh, don't want to – Get into any more of that. Let's say that, say that for him because he says it a lot better than what I do. Um, but just got to give a shout-out to our sponsors, our netting guys at Netting Pro. Will Minor, those guys at Netting Pros. Netting Professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Netting Professionals specialize in design, fabrication, installation of custom netting for backstops, batting cages, dugouts, scoreboards, BP screens, and ball carts. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, dugout cubbies, and more. Netting professionals continue to provide quality products and services to many recreation, high school, and college fields, facilities, and stadiums throughout the country. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. So again, thanks to those guys. Thanks, Will Miner. Check those guys out at Netting Pros. Coach Chan Brown, 100th episode. Here he is, the Century Mark guy, Coach Chan Brown from Parkview High School. We got some stuff from the from different guys that you know, it's kind of some of the same things that we do or whatever. It might just be a little different different terminologies or you know, but you know, ABCA and all that. It's just kind of uh, for us. I mean. Um, Obviously, we use stuff and go in there and listen all day and try to tweak some things that we do to to towards maybe something you know something that somebody else is doing or something like that. But um, you know, right now we're in a phrase that because of my travel program with Meridian that feeds into Parkview. So, like this senior class has been with me nine years. The junior class, eight years, sophomore class, you know, seven years, that type of deal. Um, because of and having a son that's in the sophomore class that played up with the other crowd, all of them have been with me for so long that, you know, I don't know, man. It's pretty, pretty repetition with us right now. <laughs> so you just kind of get the system, they get the system early. Yeah. Yeah. So we start, What's- we start that travel program at age eight. And that goes to 14. I don't go above 14. And you say they've been with you. So like during that travel program, that's where they get the first taste. So like 
what how, what does that involve with you? Do like does that involve you like taking teams in the summer, or does that just involve like you? Uh, like, so I've always time? I've always helped both of my sons' teams. So you know, I've, right now I got a uh, one that's a sophomore with us, and then one that's thirteen. Uh, so he's on the thirteen U team. But I've always just stayed with that those teams. But myself and Coach Klein and Coach McCoy, um, we do twelve weeks during the fall with every team. 8U through 14U, and um, we do six weeks of defense and six weeks of offense every every fall. So uh, it's training the coaches and the kids, actually. So, And you've been on that the whole, your whole tenure? Like when did you get to start that? So when your boys came through? Uh, I started, I think this is year 12. Oh, that's awesome. So. As you start in the fall – is it basically mirror what your, your a lot of age appropriate, you know, age appropriate. Yeah, that's all development appropriate. Sure. Deal, but um, so we will have tryouts in August, and uh, and then once they start, we pretty much go August through July first each year. They get all of July off, and then uh, revamp it. Hmm. Oh, that's nice, man. So, so you have most you have a lot of community support that like basically the community could like they're like you said they're helping out or is it some of so your staff? We, our our, um, our AU nine U and ten U are uh, dad coaches that were like the all star coaches and stuff like that. Sure, but they have a paid assistant that goes to practice with them, and so that's like a an actual paid travel coach that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then our 11U, the 14U have a paid head coach and a paid assistant. Nice. You go, it's um so it's it is it do you try to do is it specifically with your guys that you're going to get or is it open uh, to about 95%? About 95% is coming to party, depending on the team, you know. Um we try to play in the major, major level on on every team, no matter it's eight, you know, to 14. And, um, you know, if we got to pick up some extra pitching or an extra catcher to make that team better than, you know, and they might be a Brookwood kid, which is our rival. I mean, you know, that, that's fine. We're just trying to get these kids where they're playing the best competition they possibly can on the way up and, to, you know, which ultimately helps them and helps us at, you know, some shape, form or fashion. Yeah, what do you feel like as the, the you know you're doing a twelve <coughs> your nineteen years, and when you started like so now you're really seeing the the fruits of it with seven years in or twelve years in like what do you feel like you're getting now that you weren't getting? Uh, yeah, you know, I think the two biggest things we see is uh, it trains it helps train the parents a mm. little bit from a standpoint of all right these guys you know know what's going on and they're coaching our kids right they're teaching them about life that type deal and then. The next thing I think, honestly, obviously them learning our terminologies and the system per se, but I think it develop, has developed arm strength. I think we have that consistent 84 to 88 guy, two or three of those every year uh, that we wouldn't have had on the mound. Um, and, you know, you might, you might not be developing that 93, 95 guy, you know, that's this God given talent, but I think overall we are consistently seeing uh, better arm strength, not just from pitchers, but from arm from a position player standpoint too. But the pitching standpoint, I think that we've noticed that you know we are a little bit more consistent on the mound with just um, you know that mid eighties velo type guy that um, they can in high school that can get people out. Is that typically just from the, the year-round care, just even the education yeah, of how you warm up, how you throw? Yeah, just teaching them the process of early and taking care of the arm a little bit better. And and honestly, man, we ask them to take um, the month of November, December off of throwing, you know, and so trying to give them a little bit of a break, that type deal. I, don't, I only let them play three Sunday onlys in the fall. I don't let them go full bore. I think Saturday is about family and football. And, and so they, they can play three Sunday only tournaments. And, um, and from there, you know, we just kind of 
taking it and run. And then during the spring, you know, January through June, it's it's pretty full full bore. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be off in either springtime. You go springtime. You go springtime with your younger boys, with your eight with your eight U to twelve. Say that again. You go through, you go in the springtime. You guys play in the springtime, yeah. where it's the same time that you're playing too. Yeah, we play January through through June. So, so they're not, I, they're not obviously I'm not there all the time. Um, sure. But, you know, I uh, I still run the baseball side of it, and I have a business partner that runs the, the numbers and the money side of it, and all that type of deal. So, mm-hmm. so. No, that yeah, that's why I was just wondering, like, how much with you, you know, being as, as involved with the the varsity team as much, you know, with them going at the same time, or if you'd want them more during the summer. Uh, we we like so like the pretty ritual like um, the eleven U and the twelve U team use the softball team, which is right. Be- I mean, the softball field right below us, and they practice every Tuesday, Thursday. So I can get done with practice or walk down. You know, I can watch watch them practice or obviously I'll go to my son practices. So, you know, I'm usually can see 11, 12, 13, 14 new practice pretty, pretty much once a week, at least. That's true. <coughs> that works nice being able to use that softball field for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's a nice, that's a nice. Our, our cages, the way we're set up is the baseball field and then the cages and then the softball field. So um, we just kind of, it's pretty, makes it pretty convenient for every, everybody. I know that's one thing. Like I was talking to Wes Brooks about and they're back because he does a good. He he has the same kind of system and like uh, like what do you? Is it as detailed like trying to get each level, like you said, de- developmentally at each level what it's supposed to be? Have you broke it down to where hey, we want the ten years to be able to do this before they get done to like hey, by twelve you, you're getting ready to go into high school. We want you to have this done. There's certain standards. Yeah, you know, like I said, I think everything's age appropriate and so. Um, the way we handle it is like, so when a coach starts with a group at 11, you, he's going to ride, ride them through the 14. Okay. So it's the same, same head coach, same paid assistant. So it's one consistent voice also, which helps, I think, when they're not hearing a different philosophy each spring, each fall, whatever you want to call it. And, um, and so that, I think that the consistency part of that brings, helps the development part of it also. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I just um just didn't think like, you know, how what kind of things do you expect from like the nine U team compared to um, like I said, I mean we do some age appropriate things, but I mean we we start working tandems and relays with eight U. Uh obviously eight nice. U we don't have quite the expectation that we do eleven U or twelve U and definitely not fourteen U. Uh, so we we kind of hit on everything that you're going to see at a high school practice, uh, but like I said, it's just might be um, obviously different parameters from a standpoint of like a tandem, how how far they go out, or um, you know, like uh, we might say the shortstop always need needs to be the relay guy, you know, at yeah. an earlier at an earlier age is where that might change. Once we get to 12, you, you know, um, that type of deal. And, and then we have a blue and a white and an orange and a black series. It's all our defensive stuff. And so we teach all of that to, to each group. Um, and so honestly, by age 12, we, we ask age 12, 13 and 14 to practice together once a week uh, during the fall to try to put pressure on the 12 U and to try to get some leadership out of the 14 U. And so by the, tw- by the time you're turning 12, you're expected to be able to, to run what we're running, to be honest with you. Nice. <coughs> nice. Man, that's a, that's a great system, man. I love the uh, camaraderie of it. Like you said, practicing one, at least one time together, being able to run those defensive series. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because even like a sense of, you know, I'm sure you know, like that younger level, even like where the pitcher backs up. Yeah, you know where you know there are times there's not even enough space for them to back up. In certain well, you know, and it's the thing that um, we're big about talking to the families. Also, like, hey, when you're your 14 year old's a senior, that 12 year old's a sophomore. Like, he's gonna be helping your son try to win a state championship. You know, and so they got to start the uh, some of the selfishness and some of the uh, whatever you want to 
you know, lack of team chemistry or whatever. Um, you know, we try to really blend a family atmosphere per se through the whole travel program part of it that really tries to hit, you know, once the high school part of it, because, you know, eventually you're going to have a sophomore that's going to beat out a senior and, and, you know, all the above. So, um, just, so just trying to teach, uh, like I said, training mom and dad, and Hey, this kid's, this kid's, you know, pushing your son for a starting position already. So, you know, your son better wake up and, and smell the coffee per se. Yeah. So, Yeah, that's great, man. What a great system. It's all part of it, you know. It's all part of being able to. Did you happen to like? What was the whole process of like? Was it was it hard to get it off the ground? Was it something that was already kind of established? Uh no, it wasn't established. We I had a couple of dads come to me and was like, "Hey, would you start working with um our teams?" And and uh, I was like, "Yeah, you know, this that whatever." And then I just kind of started thinking about it. And I'm like, "Why? You know, why not?" try to do this at each level and try to keep the consistent part of it and, and them wearing the same colors we're wearing, we're, you know, all of them have all the orange hats, no matter if it's Parkview or Meridian, look the exact same. So when they wear them to the park, you know, having a sense of pride in that, and, uh, you know, this is more of a program type deal instead of individuality travel ball. Mm-hmm. So it's worked well. I mean, it's been a good good situation for us. For sure. And so you feel like, and you guys seem to be big enough to be able to, you know, draw enough of that talent, especially to play, like you said, you're playing at the big events. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's a thing where uh, like my, you know, my uh, junior and sophomore class right, right now, they, they won the USA 14U event. They won a, uh, several several pg events you know over over teams and, and a lot of teams get kind of upset because they got people from all over the nation playing for one team and we're all you know a group come basically going to the same high school so you know, it doesn't always make people very happy about losing to us i'm sure it doesn't you but, know but as this goes well i'm saying you know you got a system they're playing good baseball you know, and also they're probably playing for each other more than what the other teams are. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're just trying to trying to teach fundamentals of, of the game of, of baseball and honestly, man, just trying to teach a little bit of fundamental life. And uh, so that seems, you know, it, it goes a long way with especially the parents and the kids once they buy into it. Absolutely. How do you how do you do that? Like, how do you especially bring it into the travel program? Uh, I think we could talk about the, the high school, but. You know, within your travel program and doing it from the eight to twelve, how are you incorporating those slices of life? You know, we we I do a, a big parent meeting, um, the whole travel thing, and I I run the parent meeting just like I would the high school parent meeting. You know, and I talk to them about the tradition of what what they're getting into and the expectation, and uh, we talk about the ladder system, what we call the ladder system of uh, in high school. Uh, you know, that ninth grader is just trying to beat out the sophomore that he's really doesn't have that high expectation. We're trying to get ninth graders to beat out seniors, you know, and, and just trying to push each other to, to, uh, to get better every single day and, and learning how to compete uh, from a daily grind every single day, no matter hard, how hard or how easy it might be that day. So, um, so, you know, from that standpoint, I think it's, like I said, we're, we're trying to preach um, the game of life, not just the game of baseball. So uh, from that sound, sound thing, and, we, you know, we're a big community, but we're a small community too. So people people still have that core value and core. Uh, they want their kids to be taught work that work ethic and all the above. So, you know, that, that sound, that part of it has, you know, obviously done very good. Mm-hmm. So beyond the beyond the parent meeting, are there any like expectations that you set for the coaching staff for the coaches that say, "Hey, you're going to bring in maybe like this to to teach that like you said slice of life." Yeah, you know, I have a I have a head coaches only only meeting with them. Uh, there's some groundwork set there, and then I have a head coach slash assistant coach meeting. You know, and I very much talk to them about daddy ball, and uh, you know your kid's not going to call you dad on the field. It's coach. And, uh, you know, all those little principles that seem to sometimes get in the way 
of a travel system, uh, especially with dad's coaching sometimes, or, or dad being a business manager for a team, and just getting to the point where uh, trying to run it very professionally on a day in and day out situation. Nice. So having those expectations are fantastic. That's awesome. Awesome. So speaking of, so like thinking of just putting your putting on your other hat of the, like the high school stuff, you know, the slice of life, you know, bringing in those lessons or teaching, how do you incorporate that into like, how does that end up bowling over into your high school program? Well, you know, it's funny because I think moving from the 14 u group up to the incoming ninth grade uh, summer, uh, and honestly, sometimes it feels like they lose a brain cell and they're like, they forget, they forget what it's all about because they're entering high school sometimes. Yeah. But, um, you know, honestly, it takes them a, a second because things, the bigger picture gets thrown at them real quickly when that senior is leading them. Uh, and all of a sudden they're, you know, little fish in big pond again. And so through that travel program, through, going through 8U and, nine U and 10 U practicing together or 10 U and 11 U and then 12 U 13 to 14, all of a sudden you're a big fish and then getting put back in that, you know, the, the big pond being a little fish, I think um, just a process of life, the whole, whole pro, you know, product of that. And, you know, I think it, it, it has to bring them back to their core values that made them the player that they are um from that standpoint and so uh that core value has to get back to saying oh i gotta get back to work um you know i, I don't want to just be on the ninth grade team i want to make the jv team and then through the course of that is uh we ask all our incoming ninth graders to take summer pe 101 and health and that's the the mandated um health and pe class they have to take as a uh, high schooler in the state of georgia so we asked them to take that at summer school and, and going into their ninth grade year. So that allows them to be what's considered in my seventh period baseball class. So uh, every day uh, in high school, I get every baseball player, no matter even if they play football, uh, I get every baseball player at 115. And uh, we're, we are in the weight room. We're doing speed and agility. We do a leadership class. Uh, we do all kinds of stuff during the fall but we go from one one thirty to three thirty every single day. And so um, it's a pretty intense little deal, uh, especially the weight room. And um, so, you know, the pecking order starts a little bit there and, uh, and you kind of find out uh, out of each class because they're working together every single day, uh, you know, who, who are the grinders and who are the guys that are, kind of hiding in the corners and things like that. So the pecking order per se starts, starts in like, like this year's sophomore, I mean, freshman class, we have 17 freshmen. By the time they're junior, we're looking for five. And so, you know, it's a, it's a process now. Look, our last couple of state championship teams, uh, you know, last year we, we had 13, 13 seniors. There were 13 that made it through. 13 brought value to, to our program, some shape, form, or fashion. That, that might not mean they were the best baseball player, but might, you know, our, our biggest motto is about being a great person, a great student, a great teammate, and then being the player. And so, you know, as long as they do those core values for us uh, that start really with Meridian, because we talk to them about it all the way through their senior year. And, you know, if you can bring value and you're going you're gonna to do what you're supposed to on and off the field, then, you know, we're going to keep you around. And they get that each day, man. What a, what a, I'm sure it's a big shell shock too. Especially, he's like you said, you see him every day. And that's, and then you're going to practice, correct? Like, yeah, especially so like, like, let's say I, if you don't play football, but then you're going to get a practice after school too. Yeah. So, like, our football kids, they're with me during the fall. They go from 130 until 240, and then they go to football. Uh, but the rest of them stay with me. Now, like, like today, we went to the rate, weight room from 130 until, 2:15, and then they get dressed from 2:15 to 2:45, and then we start. We're starting pre-practice and practice during the, during the spring. Uh, you know, on game days during the spring, our seventh period turns into uh, a study hall before the games, and and then a BP type session. Uh, you know, before games, and so you know, it, it's been a model uh, 
I went to the administration, I guess this is year 14, um, and said I'd like this to happen. And they told me I had to come up with a curriculum, so it's called Advanced Fitness. And uh, like I said, we do uh, – when we start school in August, we, we lift five days a week, August through mid-September. Mid-September, we go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, heavy core lifts, Tuesday, Thursday for 30-minute circuit, and then we go – Everybody drives to our local pool, which is about 10 minutes away. And we do swimming, plyometrics, and bounding and stuff in the pool nice. for, for five weeks. And then after those five weeks, we lift Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then we hired a, a company called Hammersmith Sports. And they've done our speed and agility um, for the last 12 years. And so they, they actually come in and do a speed and agility with our all our kids from 130 to 3 every Tuesday, Thursday. So it's another voice too. And they are, they work really, really well with our, our kids, but they work really, really work well with our expectation of our program. So it's like having another couple of coaches on staff and, you know, th that's their sessions with those guys. And so, you know, they're not getting after it that day. Then th those coaches, you know, kind of lay into them and put it, put it on the line to them like, Hey, let's go, you know? So, uh, so that, you know, that system has worked really, really well. And then, like I said, we do a leadership class, which Dustin Klein and Mike Cooper, uh, I went to them. This this senior class is the first senior class that's been through all four years. But every Wednesday, every Wednesday for 12 weeks after we lift, when we get done, uh, we go into our football field house, what's called a pro room. It's like their, their meeting room. And we do an hour to hour and 15 minute leadership class. Uh, it's like I said, this senior group is the first group that's done it all four years. So from here on out, if you each group will have done it for four years, and I think that's helped our program because, uh, you know, our society is kind of soft these days. And the leadership factor of trying just to lead your peers is very, very hard for some of these kids because of the cell phone and the computers and whatever, you know, the, the just the whole communication route of them trying to sit there and talk with their peers about uh, their expectation of them. And so we, we try to help that along. And like I said, my two guys that have done it, they, they based it off different books each year. And uh, like, you know, we've done the Pat Summit, eight, um, eight principles of leadership. Last year was a Navy SEALs book. And so we're, you know, we're trying to bring every aspect we can to the program, not just baseball. Yeah, that's super cool. I mean, um, just with the, the class itself, will you? Is it strictly like a like? Is, is it really surrounded by a book? As that really comes down to it, or will you bring in certain like baseball talk within how you handle like adversity during the game? Uh, a little bit of everything's mentioned. We've uh, the last two years, Coach Klein and Coach Cooper have really, really put in a discussion piece uh, for the last fifteen minutes, and they're divided up. Um, each group has at least senior, junior, sophomore, freshman, and then they normally have three of each. They're divided into different parts of the building and uh, they're given a topic that they have to bring back. And uh, one person from each class has to discuss that topic and senior, junior, sophomore, freshman. And so you get a lot of different perspective from that. And, um, you know, and then, and then, you know, like, like this year, uh, even though we won a state championship last year, we were 30 and 10. At one point, we were 11 and 10. And then we rolled off 19 in a row. And uh, we were only really rolled off 19 in a row because our senior class finally grew up. And they weren't very good leaders. And so this this senior group right now saw some of that happen last year. And so they did a lot of talking about what they wanted out of this year. They didn't want to go through all that again and things like that. So I think they're living and learning through experiences and trying to bring that to the table, but it's still getting that across to your peers has, has been very, very tough. And um, I think we're trying to teach that um, that system to them that you, know, you can't be scared to talk to, to, to that guy. You can't be scared to call him out and say, Hey, you can I get it done today? We need, we need more. Uh, and so we're trying to get that part out of them where um, it's not just the coaches doing that. Mm. Every Wednesday. So how does that, and then how does it, does that look like, and that's during the season too as well, every Wednesday? Uh, no, we, we actually, during the season, we get, that goes into what's called, for us, called NG3. 
Um, it's a mentor, uh, Matt Sinscombe, that played at University of Georgia for the Saints. Um, he started a thing called NG3. It's a mentor program, and it's um, they have somebody assigned to Parkview. And so that kind of takes over during the spring once our season starts. And they do an hour of some of it's biblical, some of it's um, mentorship, some of it's just life skills. And uh, a lot of that's done without myself or any coach with it. It's just him and them. And so they can discuss problems going amongst the team, amongst each other, uh, things like that. And so it's a good little deal um, for the kids, I think, to be able to, uh, to help each other through some hard, hard times. Absolutely. That's a whole nother level when I'm sure when you take the coaching staff away and it's somebody else and they're just be able to talk that kind of candidly, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, and, and the, the two, the two guys, actually one of them that's assigned to us actually played for me and he was a catcher. Oh, wow. And uh, so I'm pretty tough on catchers because uh, obviously we expect a lot of them, no matter if it's your level or my level or you know, whatever. And uh, so he, he can really, uh, relate to them sometimes about the, the pressures of our program, to be honest with you, man. I mean, you know, I don't want it to sound cocky or come off the wrong way, but you know, I'm the second head coach ever at Parkview high school in 48 years. And I was an assistant under the last guy. And, you know, so the expectation and the morals and the values and everything have stayed the same for almost 48 years. And uh, the pressures of, you know, having nine state championships and, the expectations of winning it every year and things like that. There's a, there's always hidden pressures on these kids that uh, sometimes as coaches, I, so maybe you forget. And so I think it's a good thing for these kids to be able to, to relate to somebody that's been there too. And which is a cool thing. Like right now I have uh, three guys on staff that played for me and, yeah, uh, super cool. you know, and so that, that helps these kids too. because uh, You know, they've been there and done that too. Yeah. But I, it's, I, have you have the kids mentioned anything like the differences between like during season when they have the coaching staff's not there and when the coaching staff is there? Just no, I think it's really, really uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll poke my head into a spring one every now and then, um, yeah, and just say hey y'all got anything for me? What you know is there anything we need to discuss and that type of deal? And, and so and the other thing that we've done with that too is. Um, we will try to meet every two weeks as a class. And so myself and another head or another assistant coach will meet with the seniors. Two or three coaches will meet with the juniors, two or three with sophomores, two or three with the freshmen. And we all split up in the different uh, areas of the field and just say, Hey, you know, what's going on? You got anything personal going on with you? I think, Asked, are we getting along or is there there's some you know things going on within the class that we need to know about and, and so we try to just stay to the point where the whole relationship thing and staying intact with the with what's going on with these kids and um you know things like that just the, the pressures and the peer pressures and all the above and um just trying to stay on top of that man that's incredible coach is it how long? How like like you said, two and forty? Is this something that you took from the kid coach? Something you just started? Like you've always done this? Like that's incredible. Done the 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 group thing or like the, you just yeah you just took guys out in the like every two weeks you're just touching but hey man about four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. Is it was there something that to hit you over the head and say hey man we we got to touch base. With these guys, uh, you know, I just think I think as a whole, society is just getting so tough on kids, and there's so much more distractions than what you and I probably ever had, especially me um, being a little older. And um, you know, we didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have to worry about a cell phone. I didn't have to right. worry about that and, you know things like that. And, and so I think the the dynamics of their life is so much different than what we have uh, had growing up, and you know. Um, things like that. So I just think that, um, you know, and like I said, the pressures of our, of winning, um, there's a hidden pressure, I think. And I think being able to talk about it here and there helps them. 
No, absolutely. So, you know, I, I think the cool the other thing we started three years ago was we do player of the day and uh, trying to get these kids to be able to talk in front of people. And so each kid, no matter um, some days it's one kid, some days it's two, it just depends on uh, the schedule. Um, but if you're a player of the day, then you have to stand up and talk about something that's impacted you or someone that's impacted you and what they did, how, how it came about. And then we ask them to either do a Bible verse or, or a quote. And so it takes four minutes, five minutes every day before practice, but it's making those kids stand up in front of their peers and communicate without a phone. And, uh, and we're trying to help with that leadership piece of, you know, to talk to each other on the field and the dugout, you know, that type of deal. You said uh, 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 you're, you want them to speak about a person who may, has made an impact on them or just an, it could, or, be, or just it, could a, be, it could be their dad. It could be their grandfather. It could be, uh, you know, we've had someone talk about uh, their grandfather, grandfather died and, you know, that was an impactful thing for them. They, we talked, uh, you know, about moms, dads, you know, it could be, uh, one of their youth coaches, you know, everybody's different. And, you know, the, now, like I said, this is three years, three years in the makings, four years in the makings, whatever it is. So, like I said, this junior and senior class have had to, they're having to stand up three and four different times over the, you know, the course of their, of their uh, tenure here. And so, you know, they, they gotta, they can't just use the same person. There's gotta be something different. And, and so they gotta think about it. And, um, and, you know, they, we asked them to write it down. We don't, you know, or, or type it out on their phone and, um, you know, that type deal. So, um, you know, I, I think, it, like I said, man, for me, we're big on communication. Um, we want the kids to communicate with us if they're going to miss practice because they're sick. We don't want the mom and dad to do it. You know, we're just, we're just trying to teach as much life skill along with baseball as we can. Absolutely. Um, to get the player of the day. What, what is it just subjectiveness or coach or is there certain things that it just no nah, it's just that, that, everybody that dude? everybody on the program off like right, right now between three teams RC JV and ninth grade we got 53 players so all 53 of them will do player of the day at least once this year so you oh, so you will keep track of it so you know who has got it who hasn't right. so it's, it's on, just... like I, I've already you know um, preseason I went through and put them put on the dates by our practice schedule and our game schedule. We try to stay away from game days. And, uh, so like right now, since we're full practice, you know, there's one or two player of the day every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they come in the, so it got, I guess kind of like, that's kind of your mental at the beginning of practice that guys you player of the day and you hear what they have to say. Cool. Really cool. Um, is it, is it something where you're, I'm just thinking about like, again, the coach, the coach just the coach and me thinking about how I'm going to give those out. Like, is it something where like, Hey man, I, I want to see this guy be the player of the day. Like you're looking for that or, or are you trying, or is it mostly just trying to be, Hey, if the guy's the player of the day is the player of the day, or are you trying to yeah, really think like, Hey, I got to play? I mean, it's, it's basically, um, when I put the list together, I do a senior, then a junior, then a sophomore, yeah. then a freshman, senior, junior. And yeah. So, um, it's not like just a senior at the front and then it turns into the juniors. And, uh, so we're trying to split them up where, um, you know, um, each class has a representative each week, that type deal. Um, so. Cool. I love that. I love you. You know, you're, you're really trying that within the whole program, you know, like even from your every two weeks, you meet with all the different classes, you know, and then with the player of the day, you want all the classes to be there. Yeah. You know, and I mean, we do, do that. Do, like, will, and, and so like, right. The first, the first hour of practice pretty much every day for us, hour to hour and mm -hmm. 15, maybe hour and a half, all three teams are always together. So we're, we do our pre-practice bunting and all our pitch mechanic stuff together. Uh, we're going to do all our stretching and throwing together. And then we do all our mass, uh, mass fungo, all our defensive drill, what we call D drills 
And then we normally do one one of our series on a white, blue, black, orange, something like that. We try to do that every day for all three teams. So that way the freshman kid is getting coached by the varsity uh, coach and he's being next to a senior that's teaching them the speed of the practice that we're looking for and things like that. So we're, we're trying to create that chemistry that, like I said, we do with the travel program at 12, 13, 14. We're trying to revamp that just as much in the high school setting too, uh, because, you know, eventually they're all going to play together anyway. And, and so uh, just trying to make sure that the chemistry part is there and the leadership part is there and, and honestly, just getting after it every day together. Yeah, that well, that's even the question I even thought about. It's like the, when they when they do the player day speeches, is the freshman hearing what the senior says, and the senior hears what the freshman says? Right, right. I mean, we're all together in the dugout. Every coach, every you know, everybody. So nice. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. That would be, yeah, it, it makes sense because that would be really impactful and. I think it's only going to elevate even with the freshmen. You know, those guys are uncomfortable, not going to be able to probably speak as well, and you're trying to yeah. push them along. You know, I mean, it's uh, – and everybody learns something about each other, man, honestly. I mean, you know, you get to hear something that – I mean, there's been times that I'm like, wow, I had no idea. You know, I mean, you might hear somebody that, um, you know, I, I don't know, they, they might have been, let's say, a grandfather. But, I mean, uh, you know, there's enough – I hate to put it this way, but there's enough divorce issues and stuff like that out there that sometimes you hear things during the player of the day that you're like, oh, wow, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. you know? And so um, it's, it helps you learn some kids, too. Yeah, I always like the, uh, sometimes the stories when you're going to hear and things like that, when the guys talk about, you know, we don't hear a highlight hardship, you know, and you hear like, my dad's my hero, right? And right. this is the guy that just like, Cussed you at the game, you got no trespassing for against them, you know, and he's had big issues about this and that. And I'm like, and that's what it helps us as coach be like, look, that's that's just this is this, this guy's hero, you know, and we have to kind of like be able yeah. to leave. And that's hard for you know, as a coach, because you're like, you're we're all human, but like, we can't we can't hold this really against this kid because you know, right. that's that's just that's who that's it's his hero. It's, I mean, it's 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 so it's really tough, you know, like, even things like that, it really hit me between the eyes be like this is this guy's hero and even though he's giving us a hard time you know this and that it, yeah it's, it's hard well you know and i mean and sometimes you even feel i mean you hear some things that the kid might say about his dad or something like that being too too hard on him and it puts too much pressure on him and you know i mean it's uh like this week or, or excuse me last friday my sophomore my son Cade, it was his player of the day and his his person was his mom. Um, as last year it was his grandfather, um, but this year it was his mom. And talked and he talked about how much he was the rock of our family, and with dad being gone so much and things like that. And then you know even went into the details of you know she she keep she tries to keep a good balance between me and him with the baseball side of it because we do we fight like cats and dogs sometimes about. Uh, you know, what I'm seeing with his swing or what he's seeing or, you know, this and that, and which I'm not always uh, excited that that relationship's like that. And, and then other days, you know, it's the best thing since sliced bread. And it's, uh, yeah. so, you know, I mean, it, 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 it puts things in perspective too, man, when you hear it from different people. And, and I think it helps the kids put things in perspective. Yeah, for sure. Even to, even to help a kid, it, like even them, building their different perspective on a, on a kid and what they might be dealing with. You know, we tell kids all the time, you know, know what, you know, the battles people are going through and then they hear something like that. You know, but another thing I love about the player of the day is like what you're trying to do. And it's kind of like Adam Williams, like he gives a shirt out like player of the day and they have to, they basically give the shirt to someone else who helped them become the player of the day, which kind of uh -huh. like what you're doing is like, here's player of the day, but I want you to recognize somebody else because you were player of the day. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's 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 a cool idea right there, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. But if it's like I said, it's it's very similar to yours, where you're making them still recognize somebody else on their day. Hey, the right. only reason I'm, I'm up here talking, I'm I'm talking, I'm not talking about me and myself. I'm talking about this other person's kind of made me who I am because this made an impact on me. You know, like you're creating right. that in yourself. No, I'm with you. You know, and I and I think that's um, 
I, I think that's something that we try to sell a lot is um, to A, trust the process. B, look at the bigger picture that it's not just about you. And, and for our program, we're very, very fortunate. I mean, we got nine seniors and seven of them are committed or slash signed for college right now. Uh, you know, we have out of the junior class, we have 14 kids and there's um, three D1s already. And there's a potential of having six D1s in that class. The sophomore class already has uh, a Georgia and a Georgia Tech committing pitchers. And uh, there's probably three or three, three other kids that are legit D1 players in that sophomore class. So, um, you know, and they all play upper level travel ball. And that upper level travel ball, as you can, you know, just as well as I do, can be very, very selfish, very, very, very whatever, not team oriented or whatever. So we're just, you know, we're just trying to keep them grounded per se and, and um, just trying to keep keep that uh, inner drive of being the best you can be, no matter if it's, like I said, being a person, a student or a teammate. And let the, the player should take care of itself if you're talented enough anyway. Bingo. Bingo. You know, I love that you said that in the person, student, and being a good teammate, and the player is going to take care of itself. Absolutely, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be at your level if they weren't a good player in, in the first place. You know, right? I hear you. Know, and I mean, like I said, I mean, um, you know, and I mean, the, you asked earlier what some of the things from Meridian. I, I do think we see more of a sound, fundamentally player because of being going through the same fundamentals for you know, five, six, seven straight years and, and, and the drill process that we do. So I do think uh, by the end of it is, is teaching a, a more knowledgeable baseball player, but a more fundamentally sound baseball player. Is it, uh, the, the fundamentals when you're talking about that, I guess it's just like with that, with that structure that you have and the defensive, defensive series, you know, your fungo series and things like that, you know, that you're, are you having the same kind of thing offensively too, like within the same kind of structure? Yeah, we do. We do a lot. I mean, our biggest thing, like uh, from a hitting standpoint, we talk about we the big saying is rhythm, stance, load, swing, and trying to keep them in sequence and the rhythm of, of doing that and staying back on the backside and get through, you know, hitting through the baseball, hitting behind the baseball, using gap-to-gap type deals. So, you know, they're going to hear the same message from that, AU all the way to, to 18. And so the consistency of the message is there between all the coaches, no matter it's travel or high school. Huge. Absolutely huge. <clears throat> you know, and I, I, from a hitting standpoint, I don't, I don't think we're a, a program that clones people. I think we try to take what's there and works with it, you know, and I mean, everybody's hand placements might be different. Every stance might look different, this, that, whatever. But, we're, you know, when you get to that point of contact and trying to drive the ball through the gaps and, and things like that, I, I think, you know, the consistent message is there um, in their mindset. Mm-hmm. Working through the baseball, going gap to gap, being hit the ball sides. For sure. <clears throat> Man, that's right. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um. So when so you go to ABCA because I'm just thinking about this now because you talk about the consistency of it. So they like go to ABCA or like there are certain things that you want to implement. How, man, how how does that how long does that take you with with trying to get it consistent from eight U up? Um, you know, I think some of the things that we pick up from ABCA probably um, is more used from twelve U up. Okay. 13 you up, something like that. You know, obviously I think some of the, the um, structure or discipline or just the, the part that's being taught might be a little above the eight, nine and 10, 11 you that you sure. get from ABCA. And so, um, you know, from that standpoint and, and, you know, uh, the ABCA is awesome, man. What a cool, event. I mean, I've been going for a long, long time and just the camaraderie and the, the networking and, and all the above. And, you know, and I think I've been highly fortunate to be a part of USA baseball and learning, um, you know, so, being around so many unbelievable coaches 
Um, but I think the cool thing about that is like at this last ABCA, you know, being able to, you're going to talk to Butch from Tennessee, you're going to talk to David Webb from Arizona, um, you know, you talk to Sherman from Texas, uh, you got, um, you know, Adam from Hoover, this, that, whatever, and all of us bounce ideas that we hear from the ABCA off of what they might be doing and then what we're doing. And then you try to come up with the best solution to be able to teach that kid that's a teachable moment. And I think sometimes, like you might hear something from a pro guy that might be a little bit more pro style that you got to take a little tidbit to be able to teach it to a high school kid. And so, you know, I think it's all about the style that you're trying to teach too. And, um, you know, some things you might think is the coolest idea in America, but you got you to gotta tweak it to make it work for your system. That's great. I think that is a pure great coach uh, saying there. Uh, you might think it's the best coaching advice in the world, but you have to tweak it to make it part of your system. Well, you know, I mean, I've seen too many people just try to take ideas that they hear from other people and try to implement it, but they really don't understand it. You know, you got to understand what you're teaching before you can really teach the kid to, uh, to, to grasp the, the whole, the whole idea about it. Well, that's why I'm just thinking of, you know, just as, as big of your system as you're in, but yeah, just how, how much communication you'd have to have with, with all those things. Just, you know, from, from when you started maybe incorporating base running more into your practices or when you started to incorporate, like you said, more of like your, the backside, you know, like this different way, the hitting changes, the way that, you know, different things, the rhythm of things started changing. I think we're starting to see more athleticism in like throwing routines and catch plays and different stuff, because that's kind of how the, I just where you just kind of see things going right now. So I'm just thinking of, you know, when those kind of things change for you, because I know you're always learning and you're trying to see how you can say things, you know, and what the process is like for you to say, okay, if, if I think this is important, then we got to start doing it like real young. So yeah, you know, I would say like, so Dustin Klein, which is a very good up and coming young coach on our staff and he does our base running and bunning. And so like, um, Two years ago, we were in Hoover, Alabama with a bunch of USA guys and um, David Webb told him something about a finger being behind the barrel about bunting. And he'd never used that. And and he came back to implement that because he understood automatically that that, that finger behind the barrel after him trying it was a directional piece that he had been missing by not teaching that. And so like that, we started at eight. You know, mm-hmm. the, yeah, there you go. Uh, the base running part, I think we probably try to implement that stuff, even though they're not stealing, but just leads and, you know, primaries and secondaries. And, you know, just how many people out there honestly aren't teaching the right primary and secondary leads just in general? Uh, you know, so I, you know, I think those implementations are, um, you know, the whole, like you said, catch play uh, type deal. And, um, You know, for us, I think the more throwing patterns that we have learned through the ABCA or different clinics we've been through, we try to implement those more than anything because of just you've got to throw and catch to be able to win. And, you know, and and it's it's a lost art in itself. Like uh, during the fall a lot, we will go to a lot of Division I schools and hang out with them for a couple of days. So Clemson – Bradley, of course, showed us a uh, thing that they do for their – they allow their infielders to warm up for three minutes, and then then it goes into what they're called their infield uh, throw-around. And so they it's charted up, so each position has a, uh, a chart that we got from Bradley, and so Coach Klein and David Reynolds, our infield guys, uses it. And so each position has a bucket – and for the next 12 minutes, they're, they're rotating through diff- every throw that they would make during a game. And so, you know, that's a throwing pattern for us uh, that we – and I think that's – we look for throwing patterns to spice it up, per se, each year that's going to be a little different. And just to make the kids, you know, have the right footwork or the right arm angle or the right arm slot, however you want to call it, and just being able to move around and be athletic and throw the ball on the run 
um, and catch on the run and, and be athletic enough with their eyes, hands, and their feet that, that we can we can make plays when needed. And so I think over the last probably four or five years, that's one thing we've implemented more than anything is just different throwing patterns or throwing ideas that we've seen from different different folks. And when we do that, we normally do start that at eight. Mm. Nice. I love in that in that charted. You know, you don't hear that much of that catch play being charted. That's awesome. That's really nice. Yeah, it's sort of. It is, and especially with catch play, you know, it is such a it's such a valuable valuable time that yeah, it's it, and there are opportunities for sure. Well, you know, and I and like I said, I mean, I think every program is different, and uh, I'm very fortunate to, like I said, be able to hang out with a lot of good coaches when we go to ABCA and talk baseball and all the above. And, but you know, I don't know that the emphasis is put on catching and throwing enough, and and as a whole through through the baseball society enough uh special travel ball and because you just show up and play and i think the fundamentally part the fundamental part of that is uh scouting it better just overall you know just playing playing simple warming up and having a little bit more focus having a little bit more intent to it and and uh just being better at it to be honest with you having a purpose you know like like you said how about you just go the purpose of like trying to make every throw that you're gonna make in a game like you just said like just try to make a couple throws for me. Like most guys are only throwing from one arm slot and you're an infielder. I don't think so. But. Yeah. No. And so like our white, like our white series is incorporates pitchers and infielders and catchers. And it's every, every throw that you do is a in-game throw, but we like that's off, that's run off a clock, like a stopwatch. And so they're trying to be, they're trying to be in the 40, 41, 42 range uh, 42 seconds range every time, then that means that's a good good session of white, you know. And if you get in the 45 range, then that means somehow, shape, form, fashion, somebody's footwork weren't good. It was a bad throw, might have been a bad hop, this, that, whatever, you know. But um, and just trying to put more pressure on them in every aspect of the game, not just throwing and catching, but um, you know, everything we do, we try to make our practices so fast that the game's a little bit slower, to be honest with you. Like, would you say, like, um, like with all your defensive series, like you said, you talk about the clock. Is there any other ways you try to make them fast? You put, you put just do runners where you just do runners, where you compete against each other. What are some uh, interesting ways you're doing that? Um, you know, like today we, we did a, um, I don't know. We call it get out of the box or, or keep the runner off second from a defensive standpoint. But yeah, uh, we just have an infielder at each bag when they're they're not playing. So the kids are hitting off a tee, and it's teaching the kid that's hitting to get out of the box and try to try to get a double out of it out of a normal single. But the outfitter's job is to you know stop that run runner you know make make the runner stop at first by the ball stopping him being a second, you know, that type deal. So I think everything we do, we're trying to compete on a level that's in game situation. Mm -hmm. like it. Yeah. Cause you know, just, uh, just, I, I just like, you know, Sherm called it the zoo in the jungle, you know, I think there's just, there's so much of the zoo that goes on, I feel, in baseball. You know, it's just because it's a harder game to play. It's slower. So, I think in practice, we are trying to make things fast and keep it up. So, we do a lot of zoo-type stuff. But, you know, like, it, it's just part of it. You got to put them in there. You got to try to compete. Yeah, you know, and I mean, for us, um, we do 21 outs every day. Uh, we're going to play the crap out of some 21 outs. It's coach pitch, 21 <laughs> outs. But, you know, we're going to put a lot of pressure on people during that. And then for us, um, so after Saturday, uh, let me see, that'll be eight, nine. So after Saturday, that'll be our 11th inter-squad. Uh, from a high school standpoint, a lot of people don't play that many inter-squads before the season starts. But well, after this coming Saturday, going into next Friday, our opener, um, that'll be our 11th inter-squad. And that's obviously helping our pitchers get on their pitch count, their inning count, and all the above. But um, – Obviously, playing the game and competing against each other and having that orange and white thing for us, you know, making the teams compete, 
and then we do that for about six and then we try and then we actually started we started going starters first uh role players you know and all of a sudden let that role player team start getting getting uh getting a little bit closer even beating the, the starters team there for a while you know all of a sudden competition really really begins and and so you know just just from an everyday standpoint just putting them in such a game-like situation and making them compete under pressure, under time, under pure pressure per se, um, all the above. I think the more you do that, the better off you're going to be. Hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, Coach, uh, I mean, we're sitting here over an hour already. So, um, it's crazy. Um, we've gone through – I mean, geez, we've done, a, we've done a lot from your travel program, which I didn't know we didn't get into, um, which was really cool. Is there anything that, you know, maybe we might have, we might have in touch that you might want to get into any kind of advice, anything that we might have not touched base that you'd like to talk about? You know, I think the biggest thing is, I mean, um, head coaching points of uh, let your guys coach. You know, uh, I'm not a dictator by any, any means. We go over and we have a lot of coaches meetings going into the season and set your parameters, set your expectations. But you hired assistant coaches to coach, let them coach. Um, you know, I think that's important for everybody out there. And there's a lot of young, young, really good baseball minds. Let them be that be that guy. Uh, I'm very, very fortunate to have a lot of good assistants underneath me. And uh, there are a lot of them are going to be good head coaches one day. And, um, you know, and then the other thing is, you know, you're going to have some, some good practices and some bad practices. Learn from the bad ones. What, what did we do bad there? How did, how did the coaches have a role in that? Uh, you know, don't be so prideful that, that you can't learn from things. And, um, you know, and more than anything, it's just work ethic, man. With our society the way it is, I think the more we can teach uh, these kids to do the right thing on and off the field. And uh, like I said, our big motto is, you know, uh, A, we want them to represent their last name and Parkview Baseball Program the right way all the time. And then the other thing is be, the, be the, a great student. You know, I mean, be a great person, a great student, a great teammate, and then the player. And, um, you know, the player part for us, we try to preach as much as possible. That should be easy because of the way we practice, the way we make them lift, the way, you know, uh, the way they work. And, and obviously having talented kids help that process. But, you know, I think the, the biggest three, man, is uh, don't get lost in this game. Don't let the scoreboard run you. And I, I think as a young coach, I did let the scoreboard run me sometimes. And to the point where I don't know that I taught the game of life enough to some, some of the teams that came through here. And, and you know, I, I want to look back and kick myself in the butt for that. Coach Chan Brown, just giving us some great information. Really appreciate him. Appreciate you, Coach. And um, appreciate all you guys hanging out with us, getting to talk this time. It's a real pleasure getting to get to know Coach. We talked about uh, learning those things in Alabama. Uh, so I got a chance to meet him and understand he was there and got to know who – he was, and and then just being able to spend some time with him at the ABCA, which is so great about our game. Like you mentioned about the ABCA and just the camaraderie and what you're able to do during the ABCA, just this, this year networking and being able to do that. I think you can have an extra two days at the ABCA just to just have a social convention, just to have a catch-up, you know, especially this year. This year, my goodness, I felt like you haven't seen anybody in years, which we really haven't. Um, it was really just great to catch up, and like Coach Brown was saying, it was just this one great thing about our game, and so a couple of really great things just want to reiterate about what I loved about his talks is how the player's the easy part. It's the person, it's the student, it's the teammate, and the player will take care of itself. The player's the easy part. And he hashes that out. And, um, you know, really taking a like to his leadership classes that he's doing now. I've been running that for four years. This, this senior class gets it for the first four years, um, you know, which I'm sure this made a big difference. And their program, and uh, you know, hear that the seniors were taking some more leadership of it and what they wanted to do with that class, and uh, loving the whole being able to bring another guy in there without the coach's presence, where I think there's a really big impact that could be made on the team without 
the coach is present there and Phil, and they have to say certain things because the coach is there. You know, I think there allows for some really great conversations that it come out of. Um, just the sheer baseball talk of it, you know, like just how he's doing those every days and just how, the structure of his program every day. I think, you know, that all plays in to have a great, like what I hear about that is that's, that's a great situation. You know, the administration allows you to have the end-of-the-day period to be able to do those things. He's got a great structure in place to, for his guys to be successful, to continue to go out there to say stretch routine, get your warm-ups in, you know, getting your defensive uh, skills in, you know, all those things ready. And they're all doing those things together from freshmen to seniors before they're able to then break off into their own, their own teams, doing that every day. Uh, such a great, great situation to be in. And we can see why year in and year out they're so competitive and they can be competitive at the highest level in their travel ball. Uh, and he talked about with his with his developmental system. and But all – what I felt like for those guys who have good situations or wanting to have good programs, that developmental system is there in some capacity. And you hear Coach Brown. I've talked to Coach Brooks about it, Wes Brooks. Uh, there, there's guys all over who are having some type of developmental system, building that, building that feeder system into the program. And Coach Jan, like, really set a nice table for that, you know, really to show the, the – how great it could be, how how well it could be ran, and and the benefits of it. You know his the his record, their success, it speaks for itself. They're year in and year out. He's competing for a state championship in Georgia. So, Coach Brown, again, can't thank you enough. Thank thank those guys at Netting Pros enough uh, for our sponsorship, and most importantly, about it's about you guys. It's about it's about the game. It's about us. It's about trying to get better. And you know, as Coach Brown continues to do it eight year in and year out, and you know, I appreciate him giving some information on helping us get better today. So. Um, continue to reach out, follow us, and um, until next week, keep getting better. <laughs>